Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. If you're looking for an excellent vehicle to cut your taxes, pay less for health care, and build more retirement savings, a health savings account, or HSA, may be right for you. I'll review what you should know about HSAs, including who can have one, 2024 rule changes, updated qualified expenses, and tips to maximize its benefits now and in the future. Hey friends, welcome back to the Money Girl Podcast. I'm Laura Adams, an award-winning author, money speaker, and financial spokesperson who's been bringing you tips and advice weekly since 2008 with over 41 million downloads. Before we get started, I want to thank Kim Lepp for this five-star review. They say, I turned to this pod to get the most recent information on IRS rule updates and changes for the coming year. The host, Laura, always speaks on common issues we deal with in our daily lives. And her commentary is relevant, brief, and easy to understand. Thank you for such a practical pod. Well, thank you for the kind words, Kim Lepp. And this show is going to be another one of those where you're going to get some 2024 rule changes. I'm so glad the show is helping you and that it's really easy to digest. That's my goal. I'd love to feature your review. So if you take a moment to submit one using the podcast app where you listen, I would really appreciate it. You can also send me your feedback or suggestion for a future Money Girl podcast topic by calling 302-364-0308. That's where you just leave me a message or you can email me from my contact page at lauradadams.com. I'm sure most of you have heard of a health savings account, but we'll give a brief overview here. It's a savings account for the sole purpose of paying allowable health care expenses. But to qualify, you've got to have a very specific type of health insurance that I'm going to cover in just a moment. An HSA is my favorite tax-advantaged account because it gives you more tax benefits kind of all wrapped into one account than any other option. And you can use it to pay qualified healthcare expenses on a pre-tax basis. However, a lot of people don't know this, but you can also spend it on non-qualified expenses like everyday bills or a vacation after your 65th birthday. And I'll talk more about that. So an HSA is a really clever legal way to pay less tax save more, and invest for the future. But HSAs do have some strict rules that you've got to follow, or you could have to pay a hefty 20% penalty. 
So let's get into the details. First, let's talk about who qualifies for an HSA. So I mentioned that you need a particular type of health insurance to qualify. That is an HSA-qualified high-deductible health plan. And if you're not familiar with the term deductible, that is the amount that you have to pay out of pocket for covered expenses before your insurance benefits begin each year. You can buy an HSA-eligible health plan on your own, like by going to healthcare.gov, or if you're self-employed, you might check out HBG Solo at hbgsolo.com, or you might have access to a health plan through your employer's group insurance. If you enroll in an HSA through your job, you own the account, and you can take that account with you if you leave your employer for any reason. In other words, You don't need permission from an employer or from the IRS to set up an HSA, and it stays with you if you change jobs or even become unemployed. Even if you lose the HSA-eligible insurance, if you've got a balance in the account, you can continue spending it. You just can't make any new contributions if you don't have that HSA-eligible health plan. And while you might think that it's better to have a lower deductible and pay less out of pocket, Having a higher deductible reduces your monthly insurance premiums. Deductibles and premiums have this seesaw relationship where increasing one makes the other go down. So higher deductibles means lower monthly premiums. Having an HSA-eligible health plan means that you could have high out-of-pocket costs. So they're not the right choice for everyone. In general, I'd say purchasing an HSA-eligible plan may be wise when you're in relatively good health and you're not likely to spend the full deductible each year. If you're eligible for an HSA, you receive three powerful tax benefits that are not available with any other tax-advantaged account, as I mentioned. The first benefit is that your contributions are tax-deductible up to an annual limit, which I'll cover soon. That reduces your taxable income for the year. The second benefit, your balance grows tax-deferred with no taxes due on your annual interest income or any investment earnings. And three, your withdrawals can be spent tax-free on qualified healthcare expenses. So the beauty of an HSA is that contributions are deductible on your tax return even if you don't itemize deductions. The funds can earn interest, just like with a savings account, or you can put some or all of your money into a menu of investment options like mutual funds or exchange-traded funds, just depending on what your provider uh, is going to offer. Your original contributions and the investment earnings or the interest earnings are tax-free if you take distributions to pay qualified healthcare expenses. HSA contributions can come from you or even somebody else, like a family member or an employer. Some company benefits include regular HSA deposits, kind of like a retirement plan matching fund. Employer contributions are not included in your taxable income, which is a fantastic benefit. So depending on your income tax rate, using an HSA to pay qualified health care expenses tax-free could mean getting a 20 or even a 30% discount on those costs. Over your lifetime, that can add up to significant savings. 
Just like with a retirement account, you should never put money in an HSA that you might need for everyday expenses. Until you turn 65, you can only use your HSA funds for qualified, unreimbursed healthcare expenses, or you're going to pay a penalty. For instance, using an HSA for non-qualified expenses like rent or groceries means you must pay income tax on those amounts that you take out, plus an additional 20% penalty. In addition to its terrific tax benefits, using an HSA comes with even more advantages. Your funds remain in the account indefinitely with no penalty if you don't spend them. You can spend the funds on qualified healthcare expenses for you, your spouse, and your dependents, including your children and any uh, parents that may be your dependents. You own the account and decide how much to save up to an annual limit. You can keep or transfer funds to a new HSA if you change employers, you switch health plans, or become unemployed. You can fund an HSA for the first time using a tax-free rollover from your IRA one time in your life up to the annual contribution limit. All right, so speaking of contribution limits, let's talk about those. For 2023, you can contribute up to $3,850 to an HSA if you have an individual health plan or $7,750 with a family health plan. Now, if you're over 55, you can contribute an additional $1,000 catch-up to either type of plan, either for you or a family. And for 2024, the limits are going up. So the contribution limit for individual coverage will increase to $4,150, and the family plan cap goes up to $8,300. And that $1,000 catch-up contribution remains the same. You can make tax-deductible contributions anytime during the year, even up to April 15 or tax day for the previous tax year, but you're never required to contribute to an HSA in any year. I mentioned that after age 65, you can spend an HSA on non-qualified expenses without paying a 20% penalty. Be advised, though, that you do have to pay income tax on those withdrawn amounts, but you're not penalized for spending it on anything. So that means an HSA becomes similar to a traditional retirement account if you keep it long enough. Your withdrawals are subject to income tax, and you can spend them any way you wish. So that's a really great reason to max out an HSA every year, even if you don't expect many healthcare expenses. Keeping it in the account long enough means eventually it's like an extension of your retirement accounts. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve with the help of T-Mobile for Business. Our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Hey there, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Freakonomics Radio. Every week, host and best-selling author Stephen Dubner dives into the hidden side of business, economics, and so much more. He interviews CEOs, historians, and Nobel laureates to explore all kinds of topics, like why the best employees can make the worst bosses 
and how whales went from being economic engines to environmental icons. If you're a curious person looking to better understand the world around you, you'll find everything you're looking for on Freakonomics Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Understanding how to spend your HSA is critical once you've opened one and you've got some money in it. Qualified expenses include a wide range of healthcare costs you incur until you meet your annual deductible or, you know, even expenses that are just simply not covered by insurance. The IRS says HSA qualified expenses must pay for healthcare services equipment, or medications. And there are many covered expenses that you might not expect, and I'm going to cover 14 of them. And by the way, this is not a complete list. If you want to see all the expenses that you can pay for using an HSA, check out IRS Publication 502 called Medical and Dental Expenses. I'll have a link to that in the notes for the show. So the first one is over-the-counter medications. This was not an option until quite recently. So you can buy non-prescription medications like pain relievers, allergy medications, cold and flu medications, sleep aids, eye drops, and menstrual products entirely tax-free. Number two, dental care. Going to the dentist is also covered for routine cleanings and the prevention of dental disease. You can use your HSA for things like fluoride treatments, x-rays, fillings, extractions, dentures, and braces. Now, teeth whitening is not a qualified expense, nor is any cost or therapy that's purely cosmetic. But artificial teeth, even though some people might consider them cosmetic, are an HSA-eligible expense. Number three, vision care. HSAs can be used to pay for contact lenses and glasses, including prescription sunglasses. Any out-of-pocket cost you have to correct your vision, like LASIK or the removal of cataracts, can be paid for using your HSA funds. If your sight or hearing is impaired, you can even use it to purchase and care for a guide dog or other service animal. Number four, hearing care. You can get hearing tests and purchase hearing aids and batteries using HSA funds. Number five, chiropractic care. All chiropractic care is HSA qualified, even if your insurance doesn't cover it. So that means you can explore this alternative for pain relief before you get medication or surgery. Number six, acupuncture. Even if your health insurance doesn't cover acupuncture, you can use your HSA funds to pay for it. Number seven, birth control. If your doctor prescribes birth control pills, you can use your HSA to pay for them. Number eight, fertility enhancement. You can use an HSA to pay for any treatment to overcome an inability to have children, such as in vitro fertilization. And once you're a parent, you can also spend it on breast pumps and supplies that assist lactation. Or you can use an HSA to go in the opposite direction and pay for sterilization or legal abortion. Number nine, drug and alcohol addiction treatment. Any amount you pay for yourself or a family member for inpatient treatment at a drug rehabilitation center, including meals and lodging, is HSA qualified. You can also pay for transportation to and from Alcoholics Anonymous meetings or other meetings in your community, 
assuming a medical provider has deemed AA attendance or other meetings medically necessary for you. Number 10, care from a psychologist or psychiatrist. You can use HSA funds for the cost to support yourself or a family member who you claim as a dependent through the treatment of a mental condition or illness. You can use HSA funds to pay for a patient's treatment at a health institute if a physician prescribes treatment to alleviate a physical or mental disability or illness. Number 11, home improvements. Any special equipment or improvements installed in a home to care for yourself or your dependent family members can be paid for with an HSA if their purpose is medical care. These might include constructing entrance ramps, widening doorways, installing lifts, or lowering cabinets and sinks. Another capital expense that's HSA qualified is removing lead-based paint in a home you own or rent. Number 12, transportation and travel. Going to and from medical care, like on a bus, Taxi, train, plane, or ambulance can be paid for with HSA money. This rule includes regular visits to see an ill family member if visits are recommended as treatment. You can include lodging, but not meals, when you travel to another city for medical purposes. If you use your vehicle to get to medical services, you can use HSA money to cover certain out-of-pocket costs, including gas, oil, tolls, and parking fees, but you can't cover general vehicle maintenance or insurance costs. Number 13, long-term care. You can pay for long-term care costs like being in an assisted living facility or receiving in-home nursing care. Number 14, medical equipment. Equipment like wheelchairs, walkers, crutches, or other equipment necessary for daily living can be paid for with an HSA. So if you qualify for an HSA, they're available at many local institutions and online platforms like Lively. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Accounts are really convenient and they offer paper checks, debit cards, and online banking. Receiving unique tax advantages and flexibility makes an HSA one of the best tools for managing healthcare costs now and in the future for you and your family. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg. Our director of podcast is Brandon Gaitchis. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. Our advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. And our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, the PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.